This one is called the pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. If you've been wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, just ask Ed. Yes, just go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. And remember, Daryl and Ed love you. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. And how. I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in... Beautiful downtown Van Nuys. (laughs) Today, Uh, we have a... Very special show in store for you. Yes, we do. So special, Ed is wearing the episode title on his shirt if you're watching on YouTube. If not, you can always, if you're just listening to us, that's great. We love listening to podcasts as well. But if you want to check us out and see what we look like, you can find us on YouTube. Yes, And today's show is called, let me take these sunglasses off first. Today's show, as my shirt says, let me get down to one hat. Okay, for those of you on YouTube. Wow, you're wearing two two hats today. Our producer suggested I start with two and then go from there. Um, It was a good choice. Great choice. Okay. Um, Today's show is called Not Today Satan with actor Stephen Tom Thorpe as our guest. All that depresses you, all that you fear, is really powerless to harm you. These things are but phantoms. The devil is a state of consciousness adverse to the divine good. Other names for this state of consciousness are the adversary, carnal mind, the accuser, as Joel Osteen calls it, and the old man, as Fazaro calls it. Although, he'll clarify what that really means in a moment. There is no personal devil. On this episode, (laughs) Daryl and Ed highlight the fact that the devils that we encounter are simply fear, anger, jealousy, and other similar negative traits, and they are in and they are in ourselves. However, God gives us the power to cast out these devils and reconnect with love. And during the second segment, actor Stephen Tom Thorpe closes the door on the devil by opening our eyes to the truth. With today's reading, I am resurrected. Man, he sure did open our eyes to the truth today, didn't he, with that eye makeup? <laughs> yes. Yes. If you're watching on YouTube, we're wearing makeup. For the, and it's what's so crazy is that literally in the shower this morning, I just had the random thought, oh, we never even wear makeup when we're on camera. And then, then the guest showed up with makeup. I love the way this stuff works. Yeah. This is really becoming a legitimate Hollywood production. So, Edward... Yes, sir. Why don't I let people know that uh, they're probably a member of the Funniest Thing Club. Yeah, and we also discovered 
that in the late 1800s, yes. early 1900s, yes. um, the early practitioners of this belief that the teachings of Jesus weren't just stories from a different time. Yes. They were actually instructions on what we can do to apply to our way of thinking, believing, yes. and behaving. Right. That would cause seeming miracles to occur naturally. Right. And a miracle is just something that seems so so what would you call it? incredible compared to what our minds in that moment yes. perceive to be possible. Right. Yes. So they this group of people and it included people the, the people we read from. Right. They considered themselves members of the Miracle Club. And they would get together just like Ed and I do, just like we're imagining you do. And even if you can, can you could even consider list when you're sitting listening to us in your drive, you're actually participating with us in being a member of the Miracle Club, which we've been calling the Funniest Thing Club. Yeah. And it's simply this. We're a group of truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of God's love. That's our intention, just like it was for the Miracle Clubbers of the 19th century. As we consciously, consciously, that means thinking of radiating love, we perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. Mm. If you're already living this way or strive to, and that's it, you don't have to be perfect at it. Then you may consider yourself a member. We motivate one another, and this is the best part, by simply sharing how these miracles occurred naturally in our circumstances as the result of living lovingly and expectantly. And that's how the, the title of this show was born, because I would call Mike Dugan when I was first applying this stuff, and I would call him go, you're not going to believe it, Mike, funniest thing. He goes, oh, yeah, I'll believe it. And then I would tell him, and it was really blowing my mind with the incredible good news that life is lived inside out. That as we what we believe becomes reflected in our circumstances, mm. instead of trying to make things happen, you know, like Catherine Ponder says that she learned from successful people at that time were telling her that prosperity, but we could say everything. We could say health, prosperity, opportunity towards your heart's desire. It's all 98% mental and 2% outer activity. 90% yeah. mental preparation and just 2% outer activity. Yeah, I was thinking about how you've been pointing that out. I, I've been listening to the ponder at your suggestion as well. And I was thinking how some people might interpret that as like 2% two, 2 of the time you're sitting, you're 98% of the time you're sitting around and doing nothing and you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. when you hear that 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 percentage breakdown, but that's not what it is at all. It just means the importance of that 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day that you put into, in the morning, in the evening, or whatever that time is. 
the importance of that time oh. is 98% of the pie in terms of what yes. actually you experience in your life. And in fact, you'll probably end up doing more than you've ever done with a lighter heart, expend less energy, yes. feel better about yourself uh, because you do the mental preparation. It's almost like it's just that's really trying to get us. That's how important, but it doesn't take a lot of time. No. That's why we always recommend the morning routine. It does not take a lot of time. And I want to a couple things I wanted to say when the 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 show description says. Um, let me see the line. There's one particular line where it says that they're just phantoms, right? Yes. The, no, the first line, all that depresses you, all that you fear is really powerless to harm you. And what I've been, my, I've been shared this on the show, my, my inner voice lately has been telling me to let it come up, Ed. What, like, stop running from your depression. Stop, you know, like when in the morning or when I'm taking time to myself, stop trying so hard to defeat it yeah. let it come up because it literally has been i'm so glad you wrote this because it literally says that voice within me has been telling me it will not kill you yeah stop trying to avoid that discomfort so much that because part of me was afraid if i let that in and some of the, but it's like it comes in it's it's uncomfortable and then i realize it has no power and now it's my my heart is starting to feel lighter yeah by letting it come up because before i was trying to push like you know, I've been at this a while, but I was still, there's parts that I was trying to push down, like they say, like that, what do they call it? Like the beach ball, trying to hold it under the water. Let it come up, yeah. let it, let, because what happens is we start to float to the surface. And I had an example of this. I told you, yesterday I'm at work, and someone in the morning goes, I heard you got an award at the meeting. And I was like, oh, meeting? I didn't get an award. I said, I don't know, I think there was some kind of meeting, because I, you know, there's always stuff going on in the cafeteria. I was like, but nah, 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 yeah, I don't know what that was. And I just, cause I was like in the middle of getting ready. And then after school, and there's one child who I love, this young lad. And like, I won't say his name just because of confidentiality or what, ha what have you, but I love this little dude. I get to work with him, but his mom and dad were, um, when I first met them, I knew like there was an imbalance of their concern. Their voice was too loud in the program because this is my first year working with them. And, it, and not to judge them, but I realized like the teachers need to have a louder voice in this situation. Otherwise, their anxieties are running the show. Someone no, hasn't right. been being the, like the doctor. They've been letting the patient tell or the parent yeah. of the patient. The, the panic them, of the patient. The panic, yeah. Make, decide how the doctor is going to treat Yeah. And so I saw it clearly at first, but then I started to get sucked in too because it felt bad. I started to feel intimidated, stressed, but I kept doing this stuff. And the, the whole point of this is I was, I just kept working my mental, kept asking God to transform this relationship, bless it. And outwardly at first it, you know, like I told actually on a show recently, I had this amazing interaction with them, but I still, my own, the devil within me kept saying, no, they're judging you. They're that. But after school yesterday, remember I told you earlier in the day, someone told me, I, I heard you got an award, but I had heard nothing about this. And, but after school, that, that parent came to me and said, Ed, did you know you got an award at the PTA meeting last night? And I said, what are you talking about? She said, you got an HSA, like a human service award. And apparently people nominate you for this. There's like a handful of them each year. And it was me and one other teacher at my school. And... What was cool was that that parent that I was talking about and the yeah. parent that came to me, her son had recorded a, they recorded a video of him telling everyone how how I'm great, you know, like how 
much he appreciates me because I'm I'm not just concerned with academics, but I'm also, you know, I take the whole child into account. Apparently someone else gave a talk about that. And it blew my mind. And then I asked the principal, did you know I got an award? She's like, yeah, they said this and that. And, and then I saw the kid, you know, and, I, and she said, and, that, and it described you perfectly. And then I saw the kid and I thanked him. And the whole thing was so positive. And the beauty of it was it wasn't, I don't even think it's, I mean, it's, I take the, I appreciate that, it was, but it's really more about these living by these principles. That award is just an indicator that these principles work without me trying to, you know what I'm saying? By just showing up, yeah. not knowing even what the ripple effect, doing it really for my own benefit. This, I got this human service award, whatever, you know, so the, this whole thing just blew my mind and it has been a, a lot to do with like facing my, like they say, your demons and letting them come up and loving them. So they let go and you can experience the joy of life. Well, it's also an indicator that maybe now you're finally moving inwardly yeah. in a proper direction. That's right. And God is reassuring you through yeah. all this because you're not saying, I wish they'd appreciate me. No. Now you're like, okay, I want to let That's all right. that go. That's right. I want to work on my head just for the sake of this. I want to go somewhere. I want to grow now to, to somewhere new. And right. And through your own what we've shared with each other like right. i know this and now because of that yeah the universe or you could say god is this is god talking to you through these people yeah saying ed what you're doing now is 100 percent right wonderful for you yeah you know you're right because you know what the real work that i've done too is to let go of my judgment of the place because i and my my resentment because that was all all of that was coming from a place of like i was clinging that place to me so desperately and the judgments were like riveting me to the place like you said by blessing them i do feel and steven tom thorpe texted that in that text because i, sh I shared right. this with you guys because like just like you would say to dugan i had to send it to you like this is wild daryl i got it <laughs> when i stop yeah i stopped being worried like about what anyone else thinks of me. I've just been giving love, giving, and I haven't been feeling as scared of the place or intimidated by these people. I've been doing more of like the Course in Miracles things. Like if if it feel if I encounter with someone and they and it feels if I have this encounter and it feels bad, that means that's a request for them to for be loved. loved. And it's not me judging them. I go inside myself. Well, why did that feel bad? And then I start to bless and send love to that person. And by le it's let it, it's like you said, it's helping me rise out of that like feeling stuck in that position. This stuff's amazing, man. Well, you know what else? I got to say one yeah, thing. Yeah, this is ahead. along the lines too. I heard Rick Rubin of all people say something about creativity. Yeah. I mean, if you're like Daryl and Ed, his book is a little, <laughs> I tried listening to it. I'm not saying it's a bad book or a good book, right? but it's so dense. Mm -hmm. It kind of takes the magic out of it for me. Yeah. But, but, we're always trying to find corn, Daryl and Ed, in there somewhere. Yeah. We've, and he did say this, and this is awesome. So the guy's asking about the creative process. What's the best advice you could give someone yeah. who's being creative? And he said, don't listen to anybody else's opinion. Right. And make art simply the type of stuff that... Now, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember the exact quote, but that actually that tickles your heart. You're, like He said, create. You shouldn't be creating for anybody else 
but you, you are the creator and the audience. You should just be creating the stuff that delights you. And he said, and if you have to work a job to support that, he goes, fine. He goes, because I've never seen or experienced anything come out that was any good from considering anyone else other than just delighting yourself with what you're doing. And man, that takes all the pressure off it, doesn't it? It does. Just sing the silly songs that you naturally, who cares what anyone else is going to think if that pops up? Well, this is silly. Who cares? You got delight out of it. Yeah. Chances are because you delighted in it, that means that inner Holy Spirit delighted in it and more people than you realize are going to del- be delighted by it, which was his case. Yeah, that delight really is the currency of God. And that's the inner work we're talking about. Most of the inner work is letting ourselves off the hook and knowing that these scary thoughts, like it says, they're but phantoms. I got to tell one quick story that this is reminding me of, yeah. your story. So this week, well, over the course of the last week, I started having something going on with my health that was, you know, causing some pain. Right. And I'm like, okay. And I was blessing it, blessing, blessing. It went on for a week. So I decided, ah, I can go to urgent care. I go to urgent care. They detect some things in there that were a little, a little scary, but not too much. You know, I knew better than to go on Google mm-hmm. because... No matter what it is, if you go on Google for medical advice, it goes straight to a tumor. So I don't recommend that. And I treat myself like a child, like, no, 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 we don't need to go look at, we don't need to scare ourselves anymore. And the whole week when the fear came up, just like you were doing, like we can't hold the fear, the concern, like a beach ball under and go, no, I'm just going to think positive. So when I sit in my meditation, I feel that fear come up. I realize that's like the child in me. You know what I'm saying? There's a child in me that's going, I'm concerned about this. I'm worried. Right. And when I allow that to have expression within me during my meditation time, it's almost like there's this natural adult within me, like a spiritual, confident person going, we don't have to worry about that. Things work out. Like... And I'm going, oh, my God, this feels so loving, so good. And they prescribed me something. And throughout the course of the week, you know, the VA said, come back, run these other tests. And the whole time, I remember what we talk about on our show and what all this stuff should be for you. This is not stuff we, Ed and I are not credentialed, nor do we care to be. We use this stuff and apply this stuff because... Just like all the people who wrote all these, most all these authors, may, few, very few of them were actually ordained or certified in anything other than their life being their ministry and my and their life being their laboratory. So I go, my life is my ministry and my life is my laboratory. I mean, I, I my life is my ministry. So that that intention causes me. I'm about to go out and I'm just my intention is to be an ambassador of God's love and be a good example of 
you know, secret agent for God. Right. So that gives me a mission. And then my life is my laboratory. I am going to believe in these principles for good, health, wholeness, prosperity, unapologetically within myself. I don't have to tell others about them. So going to the VA with that attitude, spaces opened up. There was no lines in any of the things I needed to do. And then on Thursday night, another thing I'm doing is when you're concerned about prosperity or health, because it's all about circulation, anything in the health is tension and it's, it's stagnation. Right. Anything in prosperity, tension, constriction, it's all fear is tension, constriction. And Ponder, Catherine Ponder suggests it, and we brought this up on our um, prosperity workshop that we do for our Patreon viewers. Uh, contributors. So I started decluttering and I'm decluttering my house. And the most of the things that I find hardest to get rid of are books. Mm -hmm. So I have all these books. So I pick up this one book and it's the book that you found from the 1930s from a German doctor on hypnotism. What? And you know where I found it? At the school, right? In the lounge at my school. It makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. So I look at this book and I go, do I really need this book? But before something said, open it up before you just decide to donate it or give it back to Ed or whatever I was thinking. I open it up, Ed. On the page I open it to, just like you got your award and we're seeing that, that's God talking to you. I open it up and this German doctor who wrote the book says, and this is the 1930s of last century, and he says, you know, which is the 20th century. This isn't like the 1700s. I mean, modern medicine was fully, I mean, surgery. And I just want people to know, we're not talking about back when they're just guessing. He writes, medical, the medical community is now convinced that 99% of all physical ailments can be traced back to mental discord of some sort in the subconscious. Mm. And then in big letters between the paragraphs, because they wouldn't italicize back then, they would just do it all caps. It said, your organs are healthy. And I'm going, holy cow, my organs are healthy. Mm. So now it's just about letting go of this phantom fear thought that I've been carrying. And this doesn't mean we're aware of what that thought is. And the best part is I don't have to try to figure out what that thought is. Mm. Because the relief I get in knowing, no, our organs are healthy. And it goes on to state how the body is always working for us, not against us. Yeah. And so it just meant relax the mind and know that God is operating, will clear out that phantom in my mind. Mm. And man, what? I was so high after that. And now it's just about me returning to that anytime I feel any discomfort or have a concern. Right. I just go back. No. Yeah. My organs are healthy. And now I'm doing the work on allowing God to renew my mind. That's it. That's it. But can you believe this stuff, folks? I can in that because I'm so relating to everything you're saying, man. It's... And I just it just brings me something clear to me, which is it doesn't fe the fear the thing that connects people 
either for the in a divine purpose or in an unhealthy way is a voice of fear within us. It doesn't matter if you like Trump or Biden or uh, libertarian or whatever you, but it, there's an inner secret relationship you have with God, with life, yeah. with yourself. And you know how it feels. And only you know how it really feels. That is why this stuff is, doesn't matter who you are, is the solution. Yeah. And that's why, like, I was just listening to something they're saying that, you know, there's this all this time and that's not in the Bible in Jesus' life. Yeah. And a lot of people believe he was in, like, India yep. and places just learning these, these spiritual traditions and practices. And so that when he spoke, he was using, that's why, like, a lot of people then started to embrace the East, like, in the unity and the oh, metaphysical. Because... Yeah. A lot of people believe that's actually where Jesus learned. And, no, and that doesn't go counter to anything no. that's in the Bible. The guy lived a long life. There was like 14 or 13 to 30 where they yeah. don't even talk. They don't talk about what he was learning. So, but the the, the reason I say that is it's like, it's an, like you said, it's an inside. Yeah. So getting angry about the things around us and the other people, that, that just really, if there was such a thing as the devil, the devil loves when people join in the anger festival, yeah. you know? It's funny, I just read something the other day from one of our morning routine books. It might have been Touchstones. I didn't bring it with me today because I didn't know this was the show was, you know, we ne we have, believe me, we have lists of readings we think we're going to read. But once the show happens and we do our little prayer in the beginning, yes. whether it's vocally or just within our own minds on the drive up. Yeah. But it said this, it said, and I wrote it down for myself Yeah. because it was so good. I, I even wrote it on something. Yesterday, if I continue to relive regrets, hurts, and hates, I will hurt and hate myself. That's right. You hear that, folks? It's not hurts and hates I have or regrets about myself. It means any. Like, if I continue to relive hurts and hates, I will hurt and hate myself. And do you have the package from, is this the recent one? Uh, yeah, Brand new? the recent one we just got. Okay. Listen to this, Ed. I can't believe you. Oh, we don't have the one. There is a I one. I have a one sheeter. Hold oh, on. there's a one sheeter. Ed's gonna get. We receive every week a package from Reverend Michael Schoonover, who's the Unity Minister in Vista. Is, is it Vista, California? It's yes. where Indy grew up. Yes. Oh yeah. So this goes hand in hand with it. This is how powerful this stuff is. He sends us a couple of papers with. What does he call it? Spiritual propaganda. Yes. And here's something he quoted from Neville. It's exactly what we're talking about. It says, I just want to get the line. Okay. Are the daydreams you enjoyed for the moment and then dropped? That means when we're thinking about our, you know, we have these daydreams. We all have them. Yeah. You can tell if you abide in your house of desire by watching your thoughts. For the state in which you most constantly return constitutes your dwelling place. Mm. We are here in this world of experience for a divine purpose, to know imagination. Now, this is the part that caught my eye. Okay, let's hear it. Our seed time. So we took prayers and affirmative thoughts. Anything that's thought plus feeling or emotion is considered prayer because that gives our word the power to make it so for good or bad the good news is the good is on our favor it means the grace of god always prevails 
We can slow things down by thinking fearful. You know, we can have discomfort in our life by thinking fearful. But as soon as we surrender, we're back in grace. Like, yes. So we're trying to just, if we think just, try to think positively, now we're backed by the superpower of our higher power mm. that really propels us. But here's the key. Our seed time is that moment in time when you and I react to anything in this world. It may be to an object. It may be to an individual. It may be to a bit of news that we have overheard. But the moment of reaction, that emotional response is our attitude. Our attitudes are the seed times of life. And although we may not remember the seed time or the moment of response, nature never forgets. And when it and when it suddenly appears in our world. So what this is saying is like to be aware when I get that jolt. Yeah. Like if it's fearful to any news like you were bringing up. Right. You know, all these. I got to go back and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to plant a new seed here. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, mean, I got to, you know, I don't want to plant that seed. It doesn't mean you're going to have, it doesn't mean, oh my God, I'm having negative seeds. I'm playing. The good news is just being aware and go, no, I want to yeah. think like we've been talking about to yes. let these, to realize, wait, that's just a phantom. Right. I don't need to be upset about him, her, what, or this silly thing I heard someone say on a YouTube video that caused some fear in me. I'm just going to let that go. No, like that guy said, your organs are healthy. Your life is prosperous. Like you could say it with anything, your career, your desire is waiting for you. Yes. So it just let go of these other little negative seeds. You don't even need to give them, let them go. Don't even give them any more watering. Yeah. My God, is that true? I mean, Emmett Fox on April 13th calls it getting back on the beam. Those who believe in the allness of God have a spiritual beam upon which to navigate. You're off the beam the moment you are angry or resentful or jealous or frightened or depressed. And when such a condition arises, you should immediately get back on the beam by turning quietly to yeah. God in thought, claiming his presence, claiming that his love and intelligence are with you and that the promises in the Bible are true today. You are back on the beam and you will reach port in safety. Keep on the beam and nothing shall by any means hurt you. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. And uh, even unto death, yes. And so this is why we have to become friends with the silence. Because when our mind and what we might call the devil, these adverse thoughts, like Michael Schoonover said, it really, in Hebrew tradition, there was not two powers. There was not a power of evil. There's only the aversion to our good. Yes, that that's what it is, it is like you said it's a it's a circulation life is about circulation so the devil is really the part of us that tries to resist the circulation and when we start resisting things start to look scary so we have to befriend the silence in those moments because our mind might get really loud and start that devilish voice starts going you need to tell them this they think you're doing this instead you know there and you can know it's happening because it feels oh, really bad yeah so you need to be able to i mean it helps by practicing a morning routine to just rest in the silence, even when your own mind starts oh. to come. Because it's not so much, if you let it come up and move through, then it's on its way out. We don't want to double back down 
on it by acting from that place again. And if we can just take that simple step of not taking action, even oh. if we did take action, just being aware of it and yeah. softening and letting go as much as possible, we will make, we, are, we will make progress, you know? So let's just do some, a few quick things before we yeah. take a break break. Bless the Patreon contributions I have written here. So thank you everyone who's contributing through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. We bless and magnify those contributions in our lives and your lives and in the lives of everyone who's part of the show and we give thanks for that for those of you who don't know we're doing a prosperity class every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time if you're on patreon you should get an email about it or um there's we're posting the links it's the same link every week yeah and the re, uh, the recording last week we forgot until like two-thirds of the way to re through to record but we're doing our best to record and post afterwards if you can't catch it live yes so we want to thank you all for being a part of that we want to thank krista mcavina for jumping on the patreon this thank week thank you if you want to send anything to funniest thing p.o box 1312 culver city california 90232 we got an amazing postcard from lois conklin oh uh, yes says i've decided dear daryl and ed i've decided to be happy it is good for my health. Glad my postcards found their way to you. Pretty amazing. I love listening and learning from and with you. Sending love to all who join you and me every week. Joyfully, Lois Conklin. Last week, a postcard, I brought it up, yeah. came to us. She forgot to put on the stamp or the address. It makes no sense that that yeah. postcard. I know. It makes no, no logical sense, sense how that got to us. Janet Prince said, Dear Daryl and Ed, thanks for letting your light shine. And she sent us a nice contribution. Thank, so you, thank Janet. you, Janet. We love you. We got a, a really colorful envelope and card from This is all. Yeah, she made Leslie the envelope. Laird. Just a little Easter shout out, she said. And she said, Hi, Daryl and Ed, two of my favorite peeps. And it has a picture of a little chickadee on the front. Happy the Easter. Peace be with you, Leslie. Cat, cat, uh, uh, is that Catherine Hurst? I forget her. Cat Hurst. Yeah, Cat Hurst on YouTube said, "Wow, I learned so much during this episode. Thank you to both of you." Michael Schoonover said, "A super truth show today. That was with Kirky, and Kirky was an awesome guest too." Kirky, pure etheric gold bars. Life is good, and yes, very good. Uh, check out the website DarylNed.com. We want to thank Chief Engineer out in Kansas City, Kansas, who hooks us up, puts up the the podcast on the podcast apps, and adds sound effects. His name's Jeff Comfort. Each week, he takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. Chilling out in the sound booth, the control room over there, over at Chobo Studios. Right here at Chobo Studios is Indiana Fawcett. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, doing great. I had a divine hunch to share with you guys right now. Let's hear it. I was thinking, you know, you guys were talking about, you know, the good and evil, and that there's only one power. And I just had a thought when you guys were talking about that, about how if there is any so-called evil people or evil spirits or evil happening in the world, that evil has to use good in order to do its work, so to speak. Like... If people are, you know, want to go and do bad things in the world, they have to use the, you know, use a car, use the streets, breathe, eat, do everything that is good, right, in order to com to do whatever there is that is bad. So it's like there is only they have to utilize good right. in order to even do bad at all. So like that that even lends itself to even one like there is only one power. You yes. know, I don't know if that's even useful for the show, but I just thought about that. Hey, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> we love it. Whatever floats your Chobo boat. If you want to jump in here at Chobo Studios, ChoboStudios.com. They have a great uh, editing service, PodShuttle.io, to get your reels and shorts up too, man. So, yeah, yeah. And, um, wow. Uh, it's funny. I was telling Daryl this yesterday. The original phrase, which Daryl was aware, uh, first aware of, was God is in the detail. Yes. That's what people used to say, right? What yeah. does that mean? It means when you see anything, like if it's really um, well-made or well-designed, you feel it, and it's because attention, because the craftsman loved what he was doing, which is really putting God in the details. Yeah. So it's, it's well-made, and you could feel it and sense it without even picking it apart. And, you know, my father and those, his contemporaries, people of that age group would always say, yeah, well, you know, see, the God is in the details. Yeah. That's why this is so good. That's why this is right. lasting. And then that phrase evolved or devolved into the devils in the details, which is like a distrusting version, which yeah. is like, watch out for the small fine print because that's where they get you. They slide in different things that you're not aware of. And it's funny because what we focus on, we get more of. So yeah. if we're one of those people who's like, starts looking for only the devil and all the details, we become the devil because we yeah. become that doubting, distrustful yeah. person that we're afraid is going to get us. So we like to look for God in the details yeah. because whatever, whichever one you want to go looking for, you're going to find it. That's kind of the key to this whole teaching tradition. So... Did you want to breathe now? Or yeah, no, we got to do okay. these breaths. These were. You got to tell them how it evolved because this is okay. about, yeah. So, if you, uh, was it last week was Easter? Easter, yeah. Okay, so last week was Easter, and we talked on the show a little bit about when Jesus was telling the two thieves about basically the teaching of the power of now and not to let regrets of the past rob you of your now moment. Mm -hmm. And fear of what might come in the future rob right. you of. And he says to the two thieves, be with me here. You know, today you are with me and you will be with me in paradise. Yeah. And from the minute I wrote, read that, I kept thinking of David Lee Roth, this song that was so popular. This must be like living in paradise. Yeah. Yep. So that's what we're going to do. As our three breaths. You really feel that. That's how I felt when I heard about that at an award. It was just like, what? <laughs> you know, like yeah. It, it just blew my mind because it was more, again, it's just about living this way and how it liberates us oh. from fear, doubt, and worry. Well, and I want you to know this is a tool. It's not just Jesus going, ha-ha, pretend we're in paradise hanging up here. I mean, that's just to, the, the significant of that metaphor is to drive the importance of the home that we always have the power in the na right now yeah. to choose the thoughts we want to have yeah. in this moment. Because this is the point of power, is right now. And the thoughts we're thinking now can put us in paradise for eternity yeah. if we're thinking along the lines of, Good health, happiness, love, success, prosperity. Yeah. And that good prevails. And you know it because that's then you start to feel good. Yeah. And the science shows that when you feel good, then the healthy chemicals are actually moving yes. through your body, which lead to greater health. So let's take a deep breath. <sighs> this must be just like living in paradise. 
And I don't want to go home. <sighs> this must be just like living in paradise. <laughs> and I don't want to go home. <sighs> this must be just like living in paradise. And I don't want to go home. Wow. David Lee Roth, the ghost of David Lee, the spirit of David Lee is in the studio. He's doing scissor kicks in the back, getting ready to come on during the second segment. Coming up next, actor Stephen Tom Thorpe closes the door on the devil by opening our eyes to the truth with today's reading. Uh, what is today's reading called? Ready. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, live from Chobo Studios. We now return to the funniest thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. Not today, Satan. And now we are in the second half of today's episode of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Not today, Satan, with actor Stephen Tom Thorpe. Yes. Stephen Tom Thorpe, you're already here. Let's welcome you in. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How's acting life going? I'm having lots of fun with it. I always notice that about the way you act, man. You bring a lot of fun and joy to the scenes where we've seen you do improv, so that's good, man. That's your strong suit. Thank you. Yeah, that improv, those improv classes are really helping me to get in touch with that intuitive part of me. Mm. And talking with Daryl, because you know, he would come see me see at the shows, and he would catch me, and, and not catch me, but he, you know, because he's got the eye for it. And he would right. say, you were trying to be funny, weren't you? Mm. And I would, I would say something on stage, and I, would, I was hoping it was going to be funny, and my mm. brain said, this is going to be good, Stephen, lay it on the audience. And I would say it, and it would fall flat, and I'd be like, what happened? What was it? And I would beat myself up, then Satan would come, and mm. I would come up with all these different reasons why I was a terrible actor and why I should just give up. But he was like, you were, you were trying to be funny. And I said, well, what do I do? How do I, how do, I do this? And he said, well, Stephen, before you go on stage, just like, oh, guide me. Because when, you, when you're willing and receptive and open to that divine guidance coming through you as you're on stage, when you're open to that and let it flow through you. And I tried, and then so a weekly class and, and a show twice a month has been really helpful in me practicing and allowing that because, you know, mm. Satan will. I'm so grateful this show is amazing because Satan is really helping me to just kind of well, <laughs> compartmentalize it as like, I'm not so special. 
like I, I'm finding out now why maybe Satan came about like this this like being or this personified person or like you know oh Satan they're strong in the in the world well because when I have these thoughts of like oh I'm a piece of crap and I can't do anything and maybe these principles don't work in my brain because my brain can't work right I feel so alone and feel so special in regards that I like I, I feel special like I have it bad more more than you two but Satan right. makes it like it makes me realize, wait a minute, when I'm having these thoughts, Daryl and Ned have these thoughts too, mm-hmm. and they have to do the same thing, the same working these thoughts out, watching the thoughts. Well, yeah, that's the big lesson Jesus taught in the garden of, how do you say it, Ed? What was it called? Gethsemane? Geth- Geth- Gethsemane? <laughs> Gethsemane, maybe? You heard it here, folks. <laughs> but that was the whole point, to let us off the hook and know Oh, this is what we do when those thoughts come up. Right. You know, we say, we dismiss them. We hit the delete button. That it's not, that these thoughts don't have to rule my life and control my actions. And what you're saying too is exactly what Rick Rubin was saying in a sense without going into making it clear using the word intuition, which is not trying to create for an audience like what i think the audience will like yeah because nothing good comes out of that yeah and the only reason i was able to spot it in you is because i i knew i learned from when i would do that i go uh i know what i did there i was trying i was going ooh, like my little ego went ooh, this this is weird every wait till they get a load of me now yeah <laughs> And every time my famous last words, when that thought would activate an activity and I was so sure of it because that ego high, which is a totally different high Mm. than an inspired high, I would be like, oh, well, I know why that happened. And you got it. This is the hard part, though, being able to let yourself off the hook. Yeah. And just, okay, next moment. That's right. Like, let's move on into this new moment. That was only a thought. We're going to let it go, and we're going to improve right now. And the thing that helps me with that is when I make a mistake, to help when, I, when it's really persisting and I'm not letting myself off the hook, I go, wait a minute. The past is the past. And what happened five minutes ago, ten minutes ago, even if it was witnessed by other people, it, it's as far in my past as something I did in first grade. Mm. Yeah. And that it's the truth. So it lets me, I can let go of it. It may take one or two turns, but just knowing that that's the truth, the past is the past. So if you did something that's regrettable or you think is reprehensible and you're really beating yourself up like we tend to do, I just no, the past is the past. It's as far away from me as something from kindergarten, first grade, things I can't even remember. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't understand, Daryl. I really did something bad five minutes ago. That's what my brain will say. And so I, I'm so grateful you brought that up about the, the five minutes. It really does make sense. Yeah, I but I, my mind does that too. Well, yeah. That's why we have each other to go, okay. But just knowing this, that part of me is stronger now. Because yes. I, I don't go on for days or weeks or quit. Yes. Which is what I would do. You know, those days and weeks of berating myself or quit. Right. I may say I should quit, but I won't quit because I know better now. 
Yeah. And the morning routine has has oh. bolstered every day. Ever since I've committed to doing it every day, I feel like every day I'm getting stronger. Or you know, I don't even know what the word is. Like you just you just described it. My ability to be able to cut it off sooner than wallow. Because there's been times when I first started doing the morning routine and I would like, a day would be shot because I would just be beating myself up yeah, in negativity and like how terrible, I ruined my life, all these things that I've done. Mm-hmm. Yep. And getting faster and faster to that. Wait a minute. As long as I'm striving to live this way and try to do the right thing and be God's ambassador to love, I'm forgiven. Right. And everything is 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 good right now. Like you were saying, paradise is right now. Yeah. You know what's amazing? Even when we're sick and we're that full of ego, God will even use an ego trick to help get us back to on the beam. Mm-hmm. Because when we were first hanging out with Stephen. Yeah. He was on one of those self-pity trips in the back seat of our car. <laughs> oh yeah, the why. Oh why? You don't understand. I really why? Why? And me and Ed are like dying. But we just <laughs> happened to be driving past a friend of ours who's been on the show. Mm-hmm. He's the laughing yogi. Siri Gopal. His Siri name Gopal. is Siri Gopal. <laughs> well, uh, for some reason, he <laughs> said, I said, oh, shoot, we should stop by. Because by this point, we're trying to, we couldn't tell him anymore what he was thinking wasn't true. He's just going on and off fighting us like we do when we're really new at this. We're still, wow, but you guys yeah, don't understand. Totally. You guys have been doing this a long so time. I was like, I got to get my mind off this. And I realized, oh, my God, we can visit Siri Gopal. All of a sudden, little Stevers, he got so shut up got quiet sat up in his seat with his little his little fame huffing grin on and i'm we're like holy cow he goes we're gonna visit syringo paul no no i thought you said syringo paul that's what happened <laughs> in his little head he I, thought I, we're gonna meet ringo star but for some <laughs> reason just because he he thought he heard two beetle first names and thought we said the word sir and somewhere in his brain he goes i think the beetles were knighted so he's like for some reason and i know ringo i've heard he lives here somewhere maybe you're in beverly hills <laughs> so we end up missing and then he's like wait what the heck this guy's like a swami with <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but by then, the guy took us in. He had he crystals, was, and he was helping Stephen yeah. remember with laughter and yeah, and talking about positive the the vibration in crystals. So it's amazing that God is always working for us in the most incredible ways. Like me finding that yeah. book, you getting the award, him getting to meet his uh, you know his idol, Seringo Paul. <laughs> I, I even thought you guys were messing with me like no you guys don't know a beetle but you didn't say that he because he didn't know to say beetles he goes you got really you guys know him and i go yeah we know him he's been on our show and he's getting more like huffed up on fame he forgot all about failure remember and he's going you had him on the show and you go yeah and we have no idea that in his head, he's thinking Seringo Paul. <laughs> yeah, the ego trip, man. Well, when, when you met, but it when snapped you, met, you out of it, it thank did. God. No, it did. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Because that really was a healing experience going into his his space yeah, over there got, off of Robertson. You know what's funny? Dugan used to say that. 
Mm. He used to say when that stuff would happen to like click us out, like we think it's one thing, but then it was really just God working in our lives. Right. Like he uses whatever tool to help us. Of course. So uh, Dugan would go, yep, they tricked us. Yeah, they go like, yeah, yeah, in a positive way. Right. Like, like Dugan would, yeah, the Dugan, funniest thing about it. Yeah, Dugan wouldn't think of, ooh, the devil tricked us. He would look at it, ooh, like God just worked magic. Yeah. Knew exactly the medication for my brain at that time. Totally. Is gonna get me to the healing. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, well, that elevated state of awareness and getting out of the victim feeling. Yeah, that's all it takes. That's all it Whatever takes. Whatever it takes to get you out of that victim frequency. Yeah. And remember, ego is only a negative thing if it, like people say it means edging God out. But that's, it's only negative when it's edging God out. That's if, right. If, it, if, if we bring our ego, our mind, and it, through meditation to witness the divine within us, it lets go. Oh, yeah. And then it just becomes the kind of the vehicle through which we live this life. Well, know? isn't it funny? Because now we could say that's how these things work because mm -hmm. he was so using his ego against himself in that moment with, whoa, 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 that it took something in that frequency yeah. to lift them out of it. 100%. You know, this is all making a lot of sense. So, for one, a lot of what we recognize as the devil is really the imagery is often pan, right? This right. this was that Greek yeah. god, uh, like the and he was a trickster, and we we, we learned that the word panic was deri derived from this idea that pan when travelers were traveling from one destination to another, like we do every day in our yeah. lives or in our lives, we're always traveling. Pan would rustle the bushes to make them think that something scary was there along the way and they would run and they yeah. panic and, and create ha and that's havoc called, in their own lives yeah. but he was he was a harmless guy but he was a joker yeah kind of, a joker you know? so that's why it's called panic because pan is is creating this false sense of worry and when it comes to performing and i learned this through performing a lot of music I, recently i just realized like i've performed a lot like thousands of shows musically and I learned so much but I never did it like to try to get famous I was always learning about myself and my life and it was just what I enjoyed doing and the the audience when Pan whispers in our ear these things like this is going to be a good idea you're going to win over their approval for example oh yeah so Pan's it, yeah. in our ear casting the audience as the judges yes telling us either they hate us or they love us but either way they're the judge. Yes. But it's not really them. No. It's the this is why it's important to realize there's not two powers. There's not an evil power in those people trying to get us. It's the thoughts in our mind telling us they're gonna judge you. But don't worry, if you do this, you're gonna win. And all of that <laughs> yeah. stuff, you don't wanna cast, I don't wanna cast the audience no. in the role of judge. That's not the kind of show I wanna be at. There's a, there's a place where you may get famous, but will you be happy? Will you be healthy by living off of the approval or disapproval of others? I don't think so. No. That's probably why they call it selling your soul to the devil for fame. Yes, right? yes, like, because you're, yeah. you're drained of your real reason, like the real inspiration. You're constantly at the mercy of how the audience is res is either approving of you or disapproving of you. Right. And now the the good news is cuz this that that 
fear could almost kill my desire to, to do the thing I love, right? But the good news is you transform it into I'm going out to share. Yes. Like you said, guide me, God. Let me share the energy of my heart. That's what I do in these meetings with parents. It's, I have to let go of the fear of you better have all the P's and Q's and T's and I's dotted and crossed, and you better make sure you've, you're covered. If I let go of that, because that's casting them as somehow they're a judge and I, they could make or break me. But when I totally let go of that and, I, and just share how much I love their kid, like uh, this parent the other day was struggling with stuff because she was beating herself up because she's a single mother who works a job, goes to college. Uh, she's later in life earning a degree, has two kids. And I could tell she, I made it more about helping. I didn't make it this way. I just noticed she needs love. So we as a team were able to tell her, you're, are you kidding me? You're a role model for your kids. You are, you're, not, you're not out there doing stuff to be ashamed of. You're showing them what it's like to like you know work yeah. and go to call you know like this is i said your son is right where he's supposed to be he has some challenges with learning but he's learning he's coming like and the whole thing turned into this beautiful loving celebration and as a result at the end we had an interpreter which we didn't end up needing because her her native language the parents native language is spanish but i had worked with so she did but she also speaks english but we didn't really need the interpreter for the whole at all she didn't really need we didn't hear but at the end i said thank you so much for coming because i've worked with you before you're right. amazing and she told me she said i gotta tell you getting the opportunity to listen to you i've she said i've done this for many teachers many meetings getting the opportunity to listen to the way you talk about your students and the way you work with them has been an honor for me so thank you so that was again i didn't try for that but the judges turned into the they were started celebrating with me. Then the mom said, "Not only thank you so much. Not only do I see an amazing teacher, I see an amazing human being." And uh, everyone was just like, "Wow!" And again, it just speaks to these principles because I had to step out boldly and dummy down and go, "Well, if I they catch the fact that I don't have all my T's." You know, like I had to step into the power of love and just go, oh, this isn't even about me. I don't want this meeting to be about me proving I'm good enough. I want to give love to the situation. And so, by, but it took, it takes courage. It takes doing the morning routine because that voice inside, when it's loud, it's going, you're not good enough. They're going to find you out. They're, you know, like at the end of my day yesterday, I had one other quick example, which was I was so tired. I was starting to sink. I started to feel like negative thoughts about how am I going to do? Like, why am I even teaching this stuff? I'm like, you know, I was just tired, you know, and like, and then these kids, do I even like the, you know, like all that stuff? And I didn't quite clear it up before I went into my last group. And sure enough, one kid comes in and he's yelling like he normally does. But I, now I'm like, oh, I'm not doing my job. And everyone's looking at me and judging me. And then another kid came in. I'm not. And he's like, give me this. Give me that. And he had he, like all of their energy started swirling and connecting with that, that negative sense of self that I was having. But thankfully, I've made friends with silence lately. And I just go, oh, God, this can't be real. Whatever I'm thinking all because, I mean, it was like real negative the talk that about myself about everyone else and i was like thanks to you guys and practicing this stuff i was just like because i've been doing this a long time it 
it's like I think, oh, I should already be past this. But the, my work I've been sharing with everyone is one of those places where I've needed to let God into the picture more fully. The devil was hiding in there. I was still clinging. To, I was saying all this stuff on the air, but that was the place because I was listening to Daryl and Kathy speak. I was like, like Emmett Fox said, that was like one of these places I had to let God in. If I'm going to teach this stuff and share it, I have to let God into that place. So I've been unearthing all of these places where I was still using self-will too much, right? So I pretty much felt like, forget it. I am just going to let whatever happens, happens, but I'm not going to give in to the part that wants to get angry and start trying to control the kids. And I still listen to my intuition. I gave one kid popcorn, even though he didn't seem to deserve it. I let him use an iPad, even though the team had decided he's not allowed to use iPads at that time. But every, I still heard my intuition going, no, do you have a loving interaction with him? Take the kids out. Let them kick the soccer ball. Don't tell them you didn't deserve it. You know, like all, I went with the loving choice, even though everything inside me was going, oh, and then I went out on the yard and there was like not really a space for us to, uh, to do our thing because there were so many other kids. But I still said, I had to, the voice, the devil in me, Pan was going, that teacher over there, she's judging you for bringing the kids out. She thinks you're a terrible teacher. You know, like, and I just go, no, no, I'm not, I'm just going to dummy down. Not today, God. Satan. Yeah, not today, <laughs> Satan. And then wouldn't you know, I like just started letting God, the, no, I started letting the, the angry thoughts because I had a space just like, F this, F that. I started letting it just release from inside me without trying to push it down. And the, the kids are looking at me like, why are you sitting there so quiet? Why are you so stressed? And I was like, no, I was stressed. This is just me giving myself space to unstress. And as I did, everything took on a totally different perspective. And I sat down on a bench and I just let the kids do whatever they're going to do. I trusted them. I trusted the other teachers. Sure enough, this teacher that I thought was judging me sat down next to me. We both had this. Um, she was feeling many similar things that I was feeling. We just had this like discussion about how important it is to not let the negativity control you. And she was saying how important it is to set an intention, live intentionally, because that life matches your vibration, she told me. Like the same teacher that I thought was going to be judging me. It turned into a new thought chat on the yeah. bench. And we both agreed. She understood. I was like, yeah, I was almost getting caught up. And then I realized this is the end of the day on Friday. Is this how I want to end my week? And she was like, yeah, good, you know, good for you for not buying into that. And we just, it just, I had to use the not today Satan. And it was loud. And I, ha I felt powerless, and I f but I, I by yeah. feeling and acknowledging it and not, because the, that voice is like you were saying when it's going like, it's almost like you are powerless, but I got this trick. And if you do this trick, you're going to, everyone's going to love you again. Yeah. But it's like having the will to just do what Daryl said is just, no, no, the guide me silence. It's like, it feels like, it feels like powerlessness when the devil is loud in our head, but it's actually true power because the power resides in the silence at all times right and so it was just it was just amazing i felt so good that i didn't give in to the part of me because so much of the showboating is just really um a cry for help you know like when we're when i'm trying to show off you know it's really just an indicator that i'm feeling powerless at that moment well it's also remembering the two things that only work that your life is like the only antidote is my life is my ministry and my life is my laboratory. Yeah. So I got to bring love, not willpower. Yeah. Did you know 
this great definition of willpower. My compulsion is my self-will. Anytime we feel compelled, a compulsion to mm. take charge of it, that's self-will. That's not God's will. Mm. But the whole thing is, even with performing, if I remember, wait, my life is my ministry in this situation. I'm here to be generous and give love, not think of how I'm going to impress this audience, even mm. if it's a positive truth talker. It doesn't have to necessarily be doing comedy or acting. It could be anything. Going to the doctors, teaching in a, the classroom that seems unruly. Right. But it really does. That's the miracles we're talking about at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Because as we, the big, wonderful surprise of all this, the truth of reality is life is inside out. Mm -hmm. Meaning my beliefs create my reality. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I could change them. Right. My beliefs of any situation, I could change them in the moment. When I remember, okay, my life is my minute. I'm going to choose. My life is my ministry, and my life is my laboratory. I'm going to be an agent of God's love in this. It's the only thing that's going to work. And get myself to let those voice the the chatter of all those anti loving voices, and just tell myself, no, it's not out here. Once this calms down, because it's amazing. You know, the results so, are amazing. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's amazing. Like being able to connect with that and being able to see it now and to affirm my good comes to me easily and lands in my lap, stuff like that. Uh, you know, those kinds of affirmations when those Satan tries to take over. Yeah. Um, because, and then connecting with my source in the morning throughout the day, that compulsion seems to diminish. Yeah. And I seem to be getting inspired ideas. Like here's an example of a, of a recent miracle. I'm, I'm excited it came up. Yeah, um, we could pause, because I want you said Satan. I want people to make sure they know that when you say Satan, because- My negative thinking. Yeah. Not, it means adverse thinking. Yes. So not today, adverse thoughts. Yeah. And like, so like you said, because it's, it's, Easy to say it, but it's the thinking. It's yeah. the thinking. Yeah. It's and not, to recognize it, yeah. in the moment that it's the thinking is the thing that changes yes. our lives. And these thoughts of negativity are phantoms that have no power yeah. unless I act on them. Just like pan is tricking us to panic. But when we link with God power, which is good Love, how can I be loving in this situation? Yeah. How can I bring love to? How can I be helpful in this situation? Even though the this voice in my head is going, screw this. Right. I, I got, but it's the only way out. The it, only way out. Yeah. But the best part is, it's I go right back to Emmett Fox. I can have my indignation, or I can have a demonstration that I'm going to want to be excited to share with Ed later. Right. What's it going to be? Is it going to be, I can get aggravated and complain, and this is going to go worse and worse and worse, or I want my, I'm going to bless it, do what I know will work by calming, like your example. And now you have a demonstration to share with us. That's yeah. what, like, this is what motivates And me. the thoughts that are, those adverse thoughts are claiming to be powerful, but they're, they're really parasitic. Yes. And then what they're feeding off of is our attention to them. They don't have power unto themselves. They yes. only can have power, like Indy pointed out before, 
if we feed our good attention to those thoughts, they can maintain the illusion that they are powerful. Yeah. But they don't have any power unto themselves. So go ahead. Sorry, to, yeah, if I confuse, because now, like I'm saying, the show is really helping me take away that power by saying, oh, it's Satan. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not saying that you were confusing me, but I thought like your example is. I just like wanted no, to thank s- you. use it as an example. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you not confusing. Because I started You're doing it very clearly. I started thinking you were like, did we invite an evangelist? <laughs> <laughs> Evangel Lansbury. Yeah, you're Evangel Lansburying us. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Share the story. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, you know, I used to run on that self-will so much. I mean, I'm still prey to it here and there, but it's diminished greatly. Yeah. Of like make my making life decisions and everything on how can I impress others? How can I get people to like me? How can yeah. I you know, this is this'll have me win. Right. And so like I used to, you know, if I had like an audition or you know, an acting school, if we had something to do, I was the first one to go, I'll buy the props, I'll buy the costumes, I, I, you know, I'll show off that mm. way. And I would go running around town to go and try to find the best costume. I would do my research online mm. and, um, you know, just run around and do that and self-will. And, you know, like usually, like, I would always feel flat afterward. Like oh. I never felt fulfilled. I never felt mm. satisfied. I was like, oh, well, now that's over. So recently, I had an audition that required that was for a, a police officer, and you know the old part of me would have been like, okay, now I gotta go get a costume. But the old, but the new me said, all right, it's a police officer, cool. Let's learn our lines. Let's get into the character. Let's have fun with this. Okay, I got a button-down dicky shirt that could pass as a police officer. And uniform. you're talking about. I just want to be clear, so I said he's. You're talking about for the audition purpose. Yes, not, for the audition. Not the actual costume that Sorry. would be provided Yes, for. thank you. There was an audition. Yeah, yeah. An audition. Thank you for being clear. I get really hopped up when I'm with you guys. So, uh, yeah, it's for an audition. And um, I thought, yeah, I got this this little Dickies button-up shirt I could use. It'll pass as a cop outfit. Right. But I thought, well, wait a minute. I got, or I recently bought an amazing costume at this place in Burbank for like three bucks of a colonial outfit and it had the little ruffles and the yeah. whole vest for three bucks. And yeah, I said- it looked, it lo- Just so our it looked like something off the, the theater production of Hamilton. I mean, right. this is an amazing, right? Colonial outfit and you got it for- <laughs> Three dollars for three dollars. Three dollars. There's this place called It's a Wrap in Burbank. They get all of the um, productions, old costumes that the studios just either give away or sell to them. We I don't know how they do it, but that's where you can get the the costumes. Right. So I just asked Daryl in passing, hey, so do you think I should go to? Uh, it's a wrap to go grab. But do you think hopefully we got a firm to have a police uniform? Maybe that could be fun instead of just me using a dicky shirt. And he goes, well, wait a minute, I got a full fledged. I got costumes, full-fledged, three of them, police uniforms with the badges, with the insignias, with the little walkie-talkie. Yeah. It's up in my attic, Stephen. Yeah, we got, I even had the guns, the whole thing. Handcuffs. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> full on, and name tag, everything. And so, just like that, in a few hours, I had police uniforms. I didn't have to spend anything. Oh. I didn't have to go run around town. Isn't this amazing? And they fit me perfectly. And so I, d- I just wanted to share, like, da- when Daryl talks about his acting career and how amazing and s- prosperous and successful he was and how much fun he had, it ha- it's true. I even fi- I even uh, brought some uh, headshots that if, if Indy could could put up on the screen for our viewers to see. Oh, there's a very young Fuzzy Fizarro. Aww. 
Look at that. He had hair on his head. And oh, there's one of the police uniforms. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Wow, that's legitimate. Oh, look at that. Look oh. at that Gene Belt comment. That's like the same picture they always circulated The Rock, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. That <laughs> was the, same outfit. the old arms crossed. Yeah, with that beat, that thick belt with those jeans, mom jeans. Nice. Mom and jeans were popular back then yeah, in the 90s. That. And the viewers can actually look up Daryl on YouTube. There's there's a little, oh, here's wait. a reel of him in action. Oh, here's some commercials I did. Nothing to it. Nothing to it. This is Kia. That first one was oatmeal. Quaker Oats. This was Fox Family Channel. Car designed by teenage girls. Oh my god. <laughs> this is got milk. And I got cast a lot as a cop. Who's a cop one? So yeah. Cool. yeah it's you, amazing. You're living proof. Well, you, can I just tell a quick story? You know how that happened? When me and Lori came to uh, Los Angeles, one of the first things we did was we decided, let's go on the Universal tour, you know, behind Into the Real yeah. Studios. Well, we both knew we were coming out here to do something. I thought I was going to be making, like directing movies and stuff. Right. Lori was actually successful as an actress and comedian. She was on Up All Night. In New York. Uh, on USA Channel as one of the, um, you know, comedy troops or whatever they're called. Right. So doing the ske sketch comedy between, you know, breaks in the, in the movies. So uh, we take the tour at Universal, which most my ego mind would dismiss. You know, I'm here. I'm a real filmmaker. But I, I just can't give in to that anymore. So I, and by this time, I've been practicing these principles for 10 years. Right. This is 1996. We go on the tour, and it takes you through the back lot, you know, where they film Back to the Future. All the, I mean, is this at Universal Studios? Universal Studios. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, the real studios, folks. So you're in this tram, and as we're being taken through, there were there were productions like happening. So the actors who weren't in the scene, you know, it was like in between takes or something. They could drive us through. And they would tell us we got to wait. Okay, we got to clear. We're going, and the like actors would like wave to the tram, mm. and I said, "Oh my God, wouldn't it be fun? This is how my mind was. I wouldn't it be fun to be able to be on that set and let people share this joy because we felt so much joy of like these real wow. actors waving to us. I was so high on that idea." Of not being like, I didn't even consider this as like some like, I'm going to be a famous actor and everyone's going to finally approve of me. I was yeah. more high of wouldn't it be great to work on the Universal shooting something and then see like citizens from around the world and yeah. go, look, we love you here. And then go, wow. Within less than three years, I ended up shooting not one, 
But four uh, commercials, all state, where I was a cop right. helping a girl in a rainstorm. We had fake rain, and I had a, Lori would be able to come on. I get her name at the gate, and then I did um, NFL.com. I was a ref, and they made the city where Back to the Future was. We turned that into NFL Town, mm-hmm. and the idea was. What the like football players like all the people you see at the game, including the the mascots, like where do they live? They live in this town <laughs> called NFL Town. So I would like get on a bus with real like professional football players and they're in their uniforms and the bus comes and I'm like the head ref with the white hat and we all get on the bus and the mascots like enemy mascots would drive by on a bicycle built for two but they were like the real characters that were the mascots in the game so I'm meeting all these people oh, wow! and then I did um, I think it was a Campbell's Soup one and one other one I can't remember at the moment but I was getting the biggest high of it was the tram would come and I would even say to the like the crew members probably thought I was out of my mind. A couple of the football players and the mascots got into it and we go, come on, we gotta wave to the these people on the trolley. And they're like, Yeah, all right. So we're waving every wow. single it was like, isn't it crazy? That was the dream that became the reality Amazing. to do that. That's great. But it really is when you love something. Yes. Mm. But for this, I mean, I was without, and I wasn't conscious of going, oh, it's my ministry. I'm going to be a minister. But because of just applying this, it gets in your subconscious. Yes. Mm. And then everything you do becomes an opportunity to express love in the most amazing ways. I mean, yeah, it was fun. I'll never forget doing those um things on the set like holy cow i'm on the back to the future lot working with these people and doing i'm now i'm a cop now i'm a ref now i'm i forget what the other i can't think now because i'm now sure because the thing i remember most is waving to the people in the trolleys dude that's awesome that was like my biggest high wow that goes with this we got a reading from michael schoonover man with a vision from frank e richelieu uh, and it says, the last paragraph says, spiritual vision never appalls, never disappoints, wow. never is quite really captured. The vision or spiritual seeing is always ahead of the doing. Yes. If we keep it alive and clear, it beckons, it entices, it motivates oh us gosh. into action until we eventually reach the goals we have set. Like a great magnet, spiritual vision pulls us irresistibly forward to greater things, lifting the quality of living and root uh out of the mundane as our hearts are ever filled with joyful anticipation. That's it, man. You can apply this to anything. Well, that's what got me into the field working with kids with autism because I was not doing typically, I mean, terribly well in school. I moved into psychology as my major just to get out of it, really, which turned out to be the thing I enjoyed. I just wanted to get out of school faster and I had all these requirements and I found like the quickest major to get out, psychology. Which turned out to be the one that was best for me. And then I, need, I needed a job. I'd never been in the career center. That's like what we're saying. Like, it's almost yeah. like the ego yes, found yes. you and tricked you, just like Syringo Paul. Yeah. And you thought, oh, yeah, this will get you out easy. But really, God was oh pulling God, you incredible. towards your heart's And it desire. shows that life is just meant to be not a struggle. And then I went to like one abnormal psych class. I was mainly playing music and, you know, tripping, and, uh, tripping out and such back then. And st- But I would study the psychology of why do people come to this school? And I was 
doing math in my head and just about life. What does all this mean? So I was learning, but I went to one psychology class that I watched a video of someone working with a kid with autism and I was just like, they are not getting this right. Like, and that, that, that type of therapy is called uh, behavioral modification or uh, applied behavioral analysis, which is like still the thing people use. But I just saw some, I was like, dude, I would know how to talk to that kid and get the real thing. Like they're treating him like he like trying to get him to do tricks. I like they need to tap into who, who he really is, and that just makes me realize like now I'm doing that. I'm like that kid that recorded the video for me at my awards is on the spectrum, and I'm seeing the miracles. Like kids miraculously will speak to me in ways that they don't speak to other kids. They 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 grow like miracles what people consider miracles happen. And it's because I got excited and had that. This is so helpful for me to help me remember why I got into this. And what I realized when you were talking to, I did all of that mental work yesterday afternoon. It was only 10 minutes of the devil in my ear, but it was felt like forever. But I realized right after that, that's when I saw the mom who told me about the award I had received like everything got, I got back on track. Like you were saying, I got back on track and my whole reality changed, but I made the choice. Yes. I made, I had to really tell myself like this adrenalized, like I'm going to be in charge like that oh. has got to be a lie because it feels so bad. And even though I can't see it right now, there ha- the other God is like this loving way has still got to be true. And then one of the kids that the devil in my ear was telling me, you shouldn't give him popcorn. You shouldn't let him. His teacher's going to be mad. Uh-huh. I saw the teacher afterwards, and she said, thank you so much for handling it that way. He, he actually had some popcorn, used his iPad for five minutes, and then rejoined the class. Whereas in the past, they were worried if you gave him the this and this, uh-huh. he would never wow. come back to class. But he actually was very loving. I gave him love. He was loving to everyone else. Like everything fell into play. Like I didn't realize, like I didn't put all of that together until I was hearing you guys talk. So that's pretty amazing, man. I was ready. I was ready. Did you want to say anything else before you read the daily word? That's right. We got the daily word. If you got anything else. Do you have anything else, Stephen? Well, read that and then we'll see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Friday or ready. (laughs) I am ready for every good thing. Okay. My positive expectations and can-do attitudes signal my readiness to live a full and abundant life. I give no energy to thoughts of lack, illness, and conflict. Instead, I fill my consciousness with affirmations of peace, health, and plenty. With deep faith and confidence, I am ready. I believe I am deserving of all good things. I am ready for success. I am ready for prosperity. I am ready. Wow. Whew. Gratitude attack. Got to fan the eyes. No, that makes him cry more. Oh, stop. Oh, <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> I am ready for prosperity. I am ready for love and happiness. I am grateful for the faith that helps me believe. Grateful for the strength that keeps me going. And grateful for the imagination that helps me dream. Mostly, I am grateful that with God, I am ready to move forward into my best, most brilliant life. Yeah. And here's the Bible verse. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. That's from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15. Mm. Yeah. Put on a new attitude, just like new shoes. You know what you just reminded me of? 
I forgot to say this because it's amazing. This is the best part. We always recommend this. Connect the dots in your yeah. in these little because we spend most of our lives dismissing everyday things as ah okay yeah. Right. But if you start connecting that, you go holy cow! Pretty much everything that's occurring right now is miraculous. The day after that was Thursday. I found that reading in the book. Yeah, your organs Hip are hypnotism. Yeah. The very next day. Um, I got a message, and I don't look at my phone until after my morning routine, mm. and I had to do blood and urinalysis and all that right. with the VA. And the earlier test showed blood where there shouldn't have been blood, so mm. that was like the concern. I do that reading Thursday. I take the the new tests on Thursday afternoon. Mm. After my morning routine... I get a message from the practitioner, you know, your practitioner or whatever they call them, you know, your. I like practitioner. Your practitioner. Isn't that funny? It's a practitioner. And she said, good news. This test showed no blood where there shouldn't be blood, basically. And I go, holy cow, I wrote. And she says, just continue with these other things you're doing. And I wrote, amen. Will do. I said, thanks. This is great, wonderful news to carry into my weekend. But do you see this? Yeah. These, you cannot reasonably, like, set, like, your mind can't perceive. That's right. And then may even try to go, well, it's just a coincidence. But no, it cannot be. That's right. It cannot be. Those things could not be coincidental. Because the feeling goes along with it is so good. Before I even got the news, I was already feeling optimistic and better. And before you heard about the like the parent came with the more award good news, you were already feeling optimistic and better. Yeah. Wow. This stuff is amazing. This is. I'm so happy. I was just thinking. It doesn't cost anything. Yeah. It's so simple. This isn't your guy's morning routine. No. This mm-hmm. has been around for ages. Yeah. We yeah. just stumbled upon That's it. Right. We're practicing it. We're mm-hmm. reaping the benefits. I used to try so many different outlets to try to make my life better, to get to what this thing was saying, my best, most brilliant life, because I right. think that's what we all just want. Yeah. We want to live our best, most brilliant life on this time on earth. I was introduced when I, you know, came out here seeking fame and fortune and fame and trying to be famous and ego. And, and that's mm-hmm. another thing where the morning routine and talking to you guys is helping me see it's all through the love of it. Right. That's where the success is going to yeah, come yeah. through. And I'm so glad that I've shifted that and gotten rid of that way of thinking, at least for the most part. But like, you know, I got involved with some Hollywood types out here and I got introduced to T- TM, Transcendental Meditation. And just this morning, I had a revelation because as I, after I read the morning readings and I sat down just to just close my eyes and just, you know, let the thoughts go, whatever, connect with God, whatever came to me, I felt that really it's, I was able to drop into what TM takes 20 minutes to get to. And like through saying like a mantra Mm. and like going through all these different hoops. But what I've learned through doing, applying this, I got to that space like that. Mm. instead of having to wait and repeat a mantra over and over. And I was like, holy cow, like people spend yes. hundreds of thousands, hundreds, 
you know, thousands, not hundreds of thousands, but they spend money to learn transcendental meditation. And I'm not knocking transcendental meditation, but for me, like, you don't have to spend the money. You don't have to go out and try to win scholarships to learn certain things or go out and do things. It's all within. It's all here. And it all just starts in the morning and at night, just connecting with ourselves. Yeah. Our source. Yeah. Well, that's the key ingredient that why I prefer the willingness to believe that there is a power in the universe and it's good. And when I go to meditate, I'm plugging into that. Like that's what's that's what was missing from other forms of meditation when it's presented as just a way to give your mind a break and then you'll perform better. Yes. That's not that doesn't that doesn't work for me. Right. But when I was presented with no, just do this and even if you don't believe it's working, it's going to transform your life. The power of believing and trusting that there is a power for good and it we naturally connect to it. We are designed yeah. to connect to it. And all it takes is a willingness to connect to it. Even if we're not feeling it in that moment, we're going to start getting evidence of it yeah. in our life. That's right. Thank you for... I wasn't clear about the end of that feeling. What you just described, I felt plugged in. That's the that's the part Infinite I needed. Infinite power. Yeah. Yeah, the word deserving, when I was thinking about like desire, it means of service, right? And a lot of people will have, we get twisted about what that means, but it's like we're, when we are being, a, a true service is being ourself and doing it in a spirit of service to others. But to, in order to do that, you got to realize your own value, like, that's why I was thinking I had the same line of thinking that Steven just went through with. I was driving over here because I'm like always oh, just I kind of like let my mind chew on like what is upsetting me about things? What What's going on inside me? Why don't I like this stuff? Why? And I love this stuff because I don't need a, I don't need a community or a group or anything. That's not what gives this stuff power. This what gives this stuff power is that it's principle. It's living by principle. And the only reason that's important is because if I think I'm relying on a group, if that group goes sideways, then I go sideways with it. It's not saying I don't want to be part, be with other people. I love right, being, of course. but everyone, I want to be plugged in first and foremost to these principles because that's what reality is. And being of service, if it doesn't include my own joy, then it's not really being of service that's, because all yes. it is is encouraging other people to not be themselves. Yes. And that's not what this is about. No. We came into this world fully funded. I said this like, because Nancy Norman shares this uh, affirmation that, um, and I have I think I'm rewording it slightly, but I it's, God has abundant good for me. I think I added abundant. God has abundant good for me and I ought to have it. And the thing I added is, and I don't have to earn it. No, all so many of our worries come from believing we have to earn it. Some those people that seem like they're the most confident, but something feels off. Oftentimes, it's because they're really parasiting off of the approval of others, and they're gaining it. So they look like they're these big hot shots, and well, but that's not true power. The true power is realizing. God has abundant good for me. I ought to have it because it's already been delivered 
and I don't have to earn it. So that frees me to go uh, out and just give my gifts lovingly yes. so that God can deliver the abundant good that I've been desiring. And then that is because desire of the Father. So it all just weaves together naturally. Not today, Satan, with Dr. Stephen Tom Thorpe. We Did you call story. him Dr. Stephen Tom Thorpe? You gave him a... Wow. Today... Where's Is that my, like Sir Ringo Paul? Doctor. There's your uh, line we're, over there, I think. Oh, we're going to tell a little story. we got a story for you. And uh, thank you uh, again, Indy, for sitting with us. We appreciate you. Love it. This is okay. a great episode. Okay. Oh, man. Thank Are you, you ready? Yeah. So yes. there's actually only the only line is for him because I wanted oh. us to. No, we got to say this. Oh, yes. Thank you. That's why you you make the big bucks here. Okay. Okay. The first time Daryl and Ed met Stephen Tom Thorpe, he was looking rather glum, sitting outside a department store of all things. I think it was a Macy's down in uh, maybe in downtown Santa Monica, wearing a Santa suit of all things. Daryl and Ed introduced themselves and said, "What's wrong, buddy?" Stephen told told him how he was always he had always wanted to try acting, so he had auditioned for the role of Hamlet. It was not meant to be. Desperate for any role, he got a job as a department store Santa. Daryl and Ed were confused. So how would you end up sitting out here? Well, they caught me drinking on the job, so they gave me the old heave ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Jeff Stewart has a great sound effect for the end of that one. <laughs> what's his name? Just so people know, it was a joke. Wait, what's his name? No, his name's not Jeff Stewart. <laughs> what's, what's his name? Jeff, Jeff Comfort. Jeff Stewart. Why did I think Stewart? We were talking about Jay Stew, Jason Stewart before the show. Oh my goodness. Okay, are we ready to do it? Wait, we're in dire straits here. Yeah, come on in and save us. Yeah. We are in dire straits. Man, are we Any, gonna... anybody call a sultan? Yes, yes. we call the Sultan of, of Swing. Has now entered the room. Oh, here, come in the shot, Indy. Uh, I'll, I'll take I'll my spot. No, 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 no. Yeah, we're we're good here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Pull your mic over if you're gonna sing. <laughs> yeah, you gotta sing with us if you want to. Here we go. All right. Yeah. We want to play that E chord. Mm -hmm. Then we're gonna go to the A, right? Yep. Let me hear it. We got the action. <laughs> we, we got, got the, the motion. motion. <laughs> Boy, can <laughs> 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 We got the action. We, we got, got the motion. motion. Oh yeah, yeah the, the boys can play. Dedication. Devotion, turning all the nighttime into the day. We do the song about the sweet love and living. We do the song about delight. And we do the walk. We do the walk of life. Yeah, we do the walk of life. Visit DarylNed.com to find easy links to everything we do. We love you. And thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Ah, well. Do the song about the sweet Who wants to live forever? Song about the we do the walk. Do the walk of life. Yeah, we do the walk of life. One more time. Ah, well, who wants to live forever? Ha 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 